I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scan Squad. I'm Patty Teal here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always keeps us surprised of the latest scams. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Well, Patty, I've been wanting to talk about job scams for quite some time now. We used to call these work from home scams, but now they're called job phishing scams. Same scam, they just changed the name. And as it happens, Patty, you provided me with the perfect opportunity to have this discussion. Because you got what we're pretty sure is a scam job opportunity. So tell us about it. What happened? Well, that's right, Vicki. Um, thanks for reminding me about that. Uh, what happened was I got an email. I believe it was an email and not a text. Pretty sure it was an email that we found you on a job board. I have no idea what job board. I don't remember being on a job board, but perhaps I was. I do do some freelance work, so it is possible. And we would like to offer you this job. I think they called it an administrative assistant job. But what was exciting about it to me was it was only a few hours for, you know, a good chunk of money. But I guess that should have put my red flags up right there. And it kind of did. But I still was curious because I thought that would be nice to work a few hours and get several thousand dollars. I did say, I'm interested. Can you tell me more about the job? And then got an email back. That's how it started. What were the provisions of the job? I mean, what were they offering and what was it that they wanted you to do? That's where it got a little vague to me because I wasn't exactly sure. I pulled it up again so I could look at the email. I guess they said that they were an art gallery in Denmark. And because they were in Denmark, but a lot of their customers were in the United States, she said they had difficulty making payments to them. So they ended up wanting somebody to process these payments, but I wasn't clear. I mean, why would I process payments? How would I process payments? None of that was answered. They offered $2,600 monthly, I believe is what they said, for just a couple hours of work a day, maybe a few days a week. And then you got commission on all of the transactions that you process. So you would end up for just a few hours work making $4,000 a month. Well, all that sounded good. But then I thought, gosh, I hope I'm not doing something like laundering money. (laughs) 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 So I really didn't go any further with it. And I sent it to Vicki to ask her what she thought. Well, you did share your letter with me along with the employment contract. And I have to say that it really looked pretty legit. And the letter said specifically, we're not going to ask you to invest your own money, which is a huge red flag. We're not going to ask you to give your personal banking information, another huge red flag. So they start off by saying, we're not going to do those two things. But yet you did get a little suspicious. And what was it that made you suspicious, if you can remember specifically? Well, I guess there were a few things. You know, we talk so often, and this is the sad fact of life, if something seems too good to be true, it usually is, you know, over and over again. Our mothers probably told us that. So Mm -hmm. it did seem a little too good to be true. I mean, on the plus side, they did say, we'll send you a 1099. So it did seem legit in that way. But 
they wanted somebody to process payments. So I'm not even sure how I would process these payments. And why would they pick me? Why even would they need somebody to process payments? There's so many ways to do it. And we're such a global society nowadays where things can be processed through so many other methods. Why me to do this and getting a commission on processing it? So it was a little fishy. I would say. Yeah, and I'm reading through the letter here and it was just a little bit vague. Um, you are going to you are going to send invoices to the quote clients. Um, they weren't going to ask for your banking information. Um, you were going to get payment processing fees that were compensated instantly, deducted from the amount you received. So we really did decide that this looks like you're being recruited as a money launderer. And Patty, after looking at this letter, I decided to do a little digging to see what was going on. And the first thing I did was Google the company. And the name of the company was Contemporary Art Gallery, and it was supposedly in Copenhagen. Well, guess what? There was no such company listed in Copenhagen. There was an art gallery with a very similar name, but not that same address, uh, in fact, at a different address and not that same name. So that was very suspicious. And then I read an article about money meals, and it explained that when fraudsters located overseas try to swindle U.S. consumers, they try and establish a United States address because they know that potential victims are more likely to send money if they're sending money to a United States address, a United States bank account. So a fraudster overseas will try and establish some credibility here in the United States by having money sent to a U.S. bank account. Oh, God forbid I end up a money mule. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is possible that they were running different scams with other victims and they wanted to line up people, I guess, money mules, terrible term, but I guess that's what it is to transmit funds for them. So, Patty, there's a part of the article that I read that I think might apply to your particular situation. And here's what it says. Some individuals become money mules after responding to job ads that promise easy money and involve little more than sending or receiving packages. So be cautious when considering such work at home opportunities. Well, this sounds exactly this situation. This sounds exactly like what they were offering. Maybe it was, Vicki. I mean, they called it processing. So I don't know if getting packages is processing, but perhaps that's what it would have been. If I had fallen for this scam and gotten involved but wanted to get out, what would I do? That would just be a horrible situation to have gotten myself in. It would be very frightening. And the first step is to end all communication with the person giving you the instruction. If you've given your bank account number to that person, alert your bank so that they can take steps to protect the money in your account. And then finally, report to law enforcement and report to the FBI at ic3.gov and to the Federal Trade Commission at ftc.gov. And you can also call the Department of Justice Elder Fraud Hotline. I've given this number before. It's a really good number to have. And I will give it again. It's 1-833-372-8311. 
And they will actually walk you through the steps of what you should do and then connect you with the case manager to help you navigate this particular system. And Vicki, I'll just reiterate, the letter did look very legitimate. I want our listeners to protect themselves from this kind of scam. I keep going back to the adage, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. But what else should we do to protect ourselves? It's a very tricky proposition because this scam has become quite sophisticated. And scammers will pose as legitimate employers by spoofing company websites. So it'll look like a legitimate company. They will also go so far as to post fake job openings on popular online job boards. And they'll even conduct false interviews all online. And because so much legitimate business operates online, you really have to be very careful. But Patty, the FBI has come up with some tips. And the first thing they say is search the company on the web and see if different names come up. You have to be careful because some scammers will create very sophisticated fake websites about their fake company using slightly different names. So, My goodness, it is such sophistication these days. And I can only imagine how disappointed someone would be to go through an interview process, really feel like they'd gotten the job of their dreams only to find out it was all a scam. And that's happened. I've talked to victims who have had that exact same experience. Also, of course, like we've said many times before, if they ask for personal identifying information during the interview or your bank account number or your credit card information, you're dealing with a scammer. And legitimate companies will ask for personal identifying information and bank account numbers, maybe, but that will happen after they've already hired you and you have a signed contract. And this should be done in person or only if you can really verify the legitimacy of the company. So you have to be very careful if interviews are not conducted in person or they're not conducted through a secure video call. And again, if you're asked to pay for startup equipment as a condition of getting a job or to pay for a background check, Don't accept job offers that ask you to use your bank account to transfer money. And even though this particular scam didn't ask me for any of that, there were such vague terms of what I would be doing, how I would be processing. So if you don't understand exactly what you're being asked to do, don't do it. That's right. Good rule of thumb. Yes. Thank you, Vicki. I guess I got to be the victim. Glad it didn't go any further. Well, thank goodness you weren't a victim. <laughs> you realized what was going on in time. Good for you. Yes, but it did interest me, the money in the few hours. It was pretty exciting. So, no, Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely, reading the letter, I can absolutely understand why mm-hmm. you were intrigued. Yeah. And it it started off by saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. And yep. then it got a little strange. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Vicki. Would you give your fraud hotline number? Yes. Area code 805-568-2442. I'll say that again. 805-568-2442. Until next time. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you. Bye.